Good morning and welcome to yet another edition of the Northland Sports Page. That's right, we're back for another Saturday of fun. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Dave Cook, good morning, sir. Welcome to the final show of MLB rosters, perhaps as we know them, although trade deadline changes have already started. That'll be a focal point today, but you look confused already and we're about 45 well, seconds into the show. What's imagine. going on? Uh, I, thought made, I thought you maybe made that a goat sound there. Welcome back. That's what I thought you said. I'm like, wait, that is that a bit? Well, wouldn't bad be a sheep? That's that's how I knew it. Oh well, you could if I screamed, you could say, oh, that's the goal. I was gonna say I don't want to necessarily put people to sleep already, but I remember counting sheep as a little kid being a way to do that. <laughs> but I don't know about three minutes into the show if I want people out like a light already because we got a lot to tackle today. Should be we a lot do. of fun. Lots of stuff going on today. I'm looking forward to this one. Little little anxious, but also. Um, this is going to be some exciting stuff today. It's going to be great talking to Lavelle uh, about, you know, what the next expectation is. You and I have some strong feelings about what they ought to do, but uh, well, I don't know if I have strong feelings about what they ought to do. I have strong feelings about where this team is headed because I went to the game last Sunday, had a blast, was with a buddy of mine that I met in kindergarten, and that's you know bullet point number one for why you have a blast. But then they make improbable comebacks to win, kind of do the same thing Monday. And then soil the sheets for the rest of the week, including yeah. against the Royals last night. So it's always, where is this team headed? We don't know. Yeah, it was about 11 o'clock last night. I called you. I said, there looks like a great big fire in Cloquet. And you said, no, 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 no. It's a bigger fire in my in Minneapolis, and uh, it's at Target Field. Well, I'm glad you ad-libbed that, even though the location of the game last night was Kansas City. Because what oh, actually... Oh, so I even looked further. Well, what actually happened was a text message I sent you at the conclusion of the game. And just the content of said text message... Can't be shared on these airwaves unless you want this to be our last show because my language was not clean because uh, Duran's 10th inning was not clean either. Yeah, something on the order of the curveball wasn't working. I think that's what you said, maybe more colorfully, but yes. Yes, I don't know if you are a fan of the insane clown posse, but the middle word is what I used to describe Duran's performance last night. And there may have been some expletives surrounding it. Truly, it, at last night, you'd have been better off with Pagan as your closer. And I waited for somebody on Twins Twitter to say that. And it's great that Lavelle is going to be here at 11 o'clock today, 11.05 to be exact, because nobody probably takes more heat than Lavelle, but also I rolls the Twins Twitter than Lavelle Neil the third. He's our 11.05 guest today. Isn't it X now? Isn't isn't Twitter just X? Well, I think that's the logo. I think we can still call it Twitter, right? All right. All right. Good enough. Are we just going to call it 140 characters? No, don't. Can't you do more than that now? I don't know if I can. I'm not that special. Got it. Got it. Got it. But I can tell you who is. Blue That's our group guy. of sponsors. They are very special to us, and we appreciate yes. them each and every week. And it's been a it's been a really good week for our sponsors too. So Aurora Architecture Studios, the OG. They've been with us since the beginning. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Justin May at Messina and Associates, Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier carrier up here in northeastern Minnesota, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza, Avenue 45, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai. Quite an impressive list of sponsors included in that list are newest, although they're not very new anymore, but we appreciate having them on a frequent basis. Our friends at Comfort Systems invite you to sign up for a service appointment online. Mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off set appointment. Visit ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. I know you've raved about them time and time again. Oh, 100%. 100%. We were talking on the way in about house sales and things. I think that when Dana sold our last house, I think one of the last things she did was brought comfort systems in to make sure everything was working. The only problem with that is it was one of the last things she did. Well, but she did that to make sure. I mean, we use them all the time, but she did that one last time to make sure that the new home buyer had, you know, everything was in place. I have to worry about it because comfort system takes the worry out of it for you. They definitely do, so they are very special to us. Speaking of specials, holy smokes, our friends at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. They are introducing, and this is clever, this is a fun little play on words, to end July because the last day of July is Monday. They are doing their July PA special. They'll take off on IPAs for beers. 10% off 16-ounce four-packs of IPAs now through July 31st. And, of course, I love when our sponsors work together. 10% off all Hoops products every Saturday. Nope, that's awesome. That's awesome. So if you're listening to us which is being sponsored by uh, by Mount Royal Bottle Shop and by Hoops Brewing. You can combine the whole package. I was going to say, you can do us a dual package. favor. Yeah, you can combine the whole package. But you were telling me about some really cool things that's coming up with Blackwood's group, which, like I told you, 
Last night we had a cho- mom's back in town. Last night we I was had gonna a say choice. you got family in town. I know you made it to at least one location yep, already. Yep, we'll make it to multiples too. That's that's very true. But we had a choice last night of about eight different places. Dana was gonna bake, so we want, didn't want to have food or you know dishes and stuff around right, the house. Right. So tavern here we come, and uh, we had a very nice meal outside on the patio last night. It was awesome. Nice. Speaking of outside on the patio, they also have that at Blackwater. There's live music every Wednesday, usually provided by Paul Metza. Does a fantastic job. Every Wednesday now at Blackwater's Healthcare Professionals Day. With your valid work badge in the healthcare industry, you get 20% off food and drink for the entirety of your Wednesday. Go ahead and have a June and January martini, a little fondue for two, or the hip phrase these days. It's also a great dish at Blackwater. All the smoke. Yeah, no, right. hundred You know, the thing is, if you went Thursday then to the hospital, everybody's going to be more relaxed, right? Because they had a very nice day the day before Blackwater they had a chance to to have a little bit like you said the fondue for two they had a chance to relax right. and reconnect don't Thursday judge is me. a good day don't judge me but I have 100% gotten the fondue for two as a party of one not that I've shown up to Blackwater by myself but the other person in my party doesn't necessarily want to partake which everybody makes a personal choice I can house that thing by myself. Might also be why I talk about being on a diet every other week, but it's delicious. Yeah, no, I haven't, you know, I haven't had that there. I haven't seen it. I suppose that's probably something I can't and I could just watch. I think you would struggle, but I will happily show it to you someday. We'll need to get to Blackwater. But again, healthcare professionals make Wednesday a must do with Blackwater and have some fondue for Uh, two as well. Come on, you got to make that. I was going to say I am a pun machine today, but our sponsors are wonderful. We would not trade them for anything, but trades may be discussed in fact, they have been discussed. They have happened. If you really consider Dylan Floro for Jorge Lopez headline news, you can have that. That's the move the Twins have made. Is this going to be it? That's the question. The deadline is Tuesday. One thing that I told you this week that the trade deadline always does for me is gets me thinking of players not on the Twins. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, you think about targets. You think about you know Eels. wish lists that are pipe dreams. And you think about... What if they got this guy? What if they got this guy? And you try to keep it in a realm of reality, but I think in baseball and really in any sport, we do this with other trade deadlines, free agency, certainly. You start thinking about, well, who do I really like that is not on my favorite team? And we discuss favorites frequently on this show, but we discuss Minnesota favorites frequently on this show because they're usually top of our list, number one with a bullet, as you would say. Today, we're not going to do that. We're not necessarily going to get into major debates either because we do that too often. We're simply going to say, who is your favorite current non-Minnesota player in the big four sports? Not necessarily can you get them here. If you want to go that route, go ahead. But I don't really want to listen to anybody say, well, you know, let's let's sign Giannis to the T-Wolves. Well, okay, it's not going to happen. Let's get Connor McDavid for the center needs at the Wild App. Okay, it's not going to happen. But I'm more interested in, Who's the guy that's must-see TV or must-listen radio for you when he's playing, even though he doesn't play for your favorite team? And again, that's making the grand assumption that your favorite team is Minnesota because there are Packer fans going, well, I'll just name the entire roster. But Packer fans shouldn't be listening to this show either. Where do you want to start? I'll start baseball because the answer is Bryce Harper. Really? I love Bryce Harper, and um, he's not gettable. But uh, he's the guy I will stop and watch a ball game because Bryce Harper's playing. Wow. You know who's banging their heads against the microphone right now? Tom Beresford. He's like, come on, you and Bryce Harper. Well, that's okay, because we're doing current players. And if we did all time, mine would be pretty boring, because it would be this guy and Brian should move to Boston. Because Tom Beresford also knows that my favorite player of all time not to play in Minnesota is Paul O'Neill. And I get puke emoji after puke emoji from Tom Beresford when I bring up (laughs) Paul O'Neill. What about you? How about in ball? Who's the guy that you would pay to see? So mine's not very fun at all. I guess I'm pretty big on relatability, even now. I was big on relatability as a kid. When you play a game you wanted to play and be like favorite player X, Y, and Z. Well, I knew that I was not a superstar athlete. So I was always kind of the role player guy. Loved that Michael Kadire was good at things, but created nothing. I kind of think of that, this is really a reach, but that's how I feel. I love Whit Merrifield. I don't think that's a terrible reach. I think it's a terrible reach with today's Whit Merrifield, but seven, eight years ago, yeah. See, now, I don't think the Toronto Whit Merrifield is terrible. I think he bats sixth or seventh because that lineup is that good. But you look at Whit Merrifield and you go, I need a guy who can play the infield pretty well. He can do that. I need a guy who can play the outfield pretty well. He can do that. 
I need a guy that can hit for a decent average. He can do that. I need a little pop in the bat. He can do that. I love guys that tend to specialize in nothing. They'll make themselves good at everything. But here's the difference between with this year and seven years ago. You just said, if I need 45 stolen bases, with Merrifield. And now you're going to get four to five. Yeah. So I, But you know, the steals are up this year. He's He's been up a tick. So here's something. You know, we're going to talk about Dad later. Here's the thing that Dad used to say about the All-Star game, right? Because it used to frost him to no end that um, – Somebody who just came out of the minor leagues, who had a good hot two two months, is all of a sudden an all star, right? But you and I are missing the boat a little bit with De La Cruz because I will stop and watch Cincinnati. Well, and he's probably the most exciting, but he's been in the game for right. three weeks. He's but, not my favorite yet. Correct, but he is must watch ball. And maybe that's the differentiator because those are two different categories. Yeah, hundred percent. Who's your favorite and who's must watch? Yep. I'm not scrambling to my TV when Whit Merrifield's batting. Well, I am because he's on my fantasy team, but that's a different story. But I'm not scrambling to watch Whit Merrifield. He's my favorite non-twin. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I I also think that you know a guy that I thought about when you asked me about this originally because I really like him is Pete Alonso. Yeah. Right. But Tover Davis is smiling in no, his Alexa right now. Hundred percent, he is. But here's here's the thing, I, I get I struggle to get over the fact that man, if we had Pete Alonso, you know, we'd have another guy who can hit forty home runs and strike out one hundred and ninety times. Right. So, um, it, You'd it have easier. what you wish Joey Gallo was. Yeah. It happens to go then to Bryce because I just love his style, his swagger, the whole thing. Well, should we kind of dual threat this topic and say who is the most exciting and who is your favorite? Because I'm in agreement with you that the new toy that you need to watch is the De La Cruz kid in Cincinnati. But when you've been in the league for four months, yeah. less than that, yeah. you're not my favorite player. Yeah, no, I think that I think that we can do that because he is ridiculous uh, as far as the player you have to most exciting player right now. Um, but he's yeah, he's not. And baseball, do you separate it because position players and pitchers are just in a different world? Do you have a pitcher that you got to see? Or a pitcher that's your favorite or both? Well, I have, a, I mean, we talked about him when we were doing our Immaculate Grid. I mean, Chris Sales, one of the guys that, that is going to be, you know, we're going to talk about favorite, we're going to probably set up an all-time baseball team at some point. And Sale, healthy Chris Sale, probably yeah, be on that for that's me. your guy. Um, but as far as, as far as watching pitchers right now, I don't, I, so yes, there are some guys, but they're different reasons. Right. Like the closer for the Brewers is fun because he throws a wiffle ball that that nobody can hit. Right. right. And I'm and very proud of you one, for going to closers because that does nothing for you on a regular. No, and, and I don't want him in the Hall of Fame, right? But I will take a couple minutes to sit down and watch just in a minute. I'll watch highlights of him and then watch highlights of Hader and say to myself, man, last year the Brewers had both these guys. Right. And for me, it's Clayton Kershaw. And it's just kind of silly because it's how is he still doing this? Mm-hmm. I mean, in a world that's become so velo-driven, that's not his game. The funky kind of double-clutch motion is still interesting in its own right. I don't love the Dodgers because now that we went from wanting them to win because they hadn't for so long to, okay, enough already. But Clayton Kershaw still, I know he's hurt right now, but still in the mastery of his game is impressive. He's he's also one of those guys, you were talking about De La Cruz and being an all-star and how that would be an eye roll. You know, Kershaw's an all-timer, right? Um, we're actually really lucky right now because I think we have multiple all-timers in Verlander, Scherzer. And, yeah. I think and, if Clayton Kershaw was in a different market, we'd be more impressed because you can say Kershaw is a stud, Verlander's a stud, Scherzer's a stud. You know, you can even look at Garrett Cole and yeah. you sit there and say, they've all been studs forever and now they play for the team that we're sick and tired of seeing them win. <laughs> yes. Although it's funny because, you know, Verlander and Scherzer don't necessarily play for a team that knows how to win right now. No, that's right. But look at their numbers. I can't believe Verlander's 40. Like, his numbers are stupid. Right. All right. So baseball, we could really get pigeonholed because you and I would spend the length of a two-hour show talking about that. So in honor of the trade deadline, we've got our thoughts today outside of Minnesota, which is rare on this show. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Northland Sports Page. We're just discussing who our favorite and or most exciting players not on Minnesota teams are. Where do you want to go next? Now, you were playing Immaculate Grid NFL style before we started yeah, today. I think that's Do you next. want to go to football next? Yeah, I think that's next. So, and, and it's, again, it's hard. We're, we broke out pitchers. You almost have to break out quarterbacks, right? Um, 
Okay, we can do that because my player that was first on my list is not a quarterback. So let's break out oh. quarterbacks first. All right. So if you break out quarterbacks, the the can't the the guy you want to watch is Mahomes because he pulls something out of his bag of tricks uh, almost. So you know, I say I watch the NBA regularly because I want to watch that one athletic moment where I go, oh my gosh, Mahomes provides those, and I and I think that's a, that's a big deal. The one I'm excited to watch is Anthony Richardson. I really, I mean, if he clicks. Like if Indianapolis does the right things and and this kid clicks, he's gonna be he's gonna be Cam Newton. And remember when Newton was young and everybody said we gotta have that guy, of course, because he's amazing. Richardson could be that if they do it right in Indy. So for me, can somebody be your favorite to watch and you don't like him at the same time? Because that's kind of what it is for me with Josh Allen. I'm a little bit tired of the hype behind Josh Allen because he started to fail in the clutch a little like Kirk Cousins. And if you ask the masses about Josh Allen, he's the holy savior. And if you ask the masses about Kirk Cousins, he's holy bleep. It's completely different. (laughs) Yet they are pretty much the same guy in big moments. Now I know Josh Allen has been in bigger games and I get it. And he's younger and I understand all of these things. But Josh Allen to me, I look to see which side of the coin you're going to get that day because you talk about those moments that Mahomes provides, and he does, and Josh Allen can do some of that too. And then the next play you go, what was this kid thinking? Mm -hmm. I mean, so many people look at Mahomes and they look at Josh Allen right after. The injury notwithstanding that tragically happened this week, I'm sorry, I slide Joe Burrow between those two. I think, you know, you and I laugh about the draft because I love it and you can roll your eyes at it. Uh, Josh Allen is the perfect example. Before his senior year, he was the number one pick overall. Then he played. Right. Right. And then he went down the draft board a Funny little bit. Funny how that works. And now he plays like he's, you know, a top. Even you're saying ish, he's still top five guy in the NFL. Right. Um, so for me, the the guy that I really like right now is Sauce Gardner. Um, well, I was going to say, we broke out quarterbacks. Yep. Do you break out offense and defense too? Because. I have an offensive non-quarterback, but I hadn't thought of a defender yet, but I can do that while you talk about Sauce Gardner. Uh, there's, you know, and last year it was fun to watch, but you wonder when a, when a kid is new if it's just going to take time to adjust. So I don't know if you saw the the practice the other day for the Jets. It was this highlight ran all over the place, and it was Aaron Rodgers and it was Garrett Wilson. So you have a Hall of Famer and a first-team All-Pro last year, right? And you know, um, Wilson makes one move, two moves. The throw goes up. It's a perfect loft. Sauce Gardner's playing in the trail position, just leaps up and grabs it. And it's like, yeah, he he nonchalant, he baited the quarterback into an interception. And he's fast and he's and he's cocky, but he doesn't sound like he's obnoxious. And that's the kind of NFL player I like. I like that. So the guy that I like defensively, I have trouble cheering for because I don't like his team. No, he's not a Packer. I'm surprised you didn't go Jair Alexander because you've Worshipped him but if you think more than a few it, times. I just with Sauce, besides Tall, I just talked about Jared Alexander yeah, four years ago. You kind of did. <laughs> but I like the Thibodeau kid on the Giants. Now, I don't like this team because the Giants were the thorn in the side of the Vikings. Both on Christmas Eve when the Vikings beat them. And then obviously when the Giants eliminated the Vikings. But you watch Thibodeau when he's involved. And holy smokes, is he involved. And he looks like a hybrid defensive player. Yep. He's rushing off the edge, but he's not the biggest guy. Mm-hmm. And he's got good speed. He can tackle in the open field. And after watching the Vikings last year, we should like every formidable defender there is because we didn't have any. So watching Thibodeau do his thing up and down the field, I was impressed. Thibodeau's a fascinating call, actually, Brian, because Thank you. you said you said it right when he's engaged. Yeah, so and some, not always. If somebody can reach into his head and, and rewire a little bit, at the end of the season, you could say, do you remember when I said I really like this kid now that he has 25 sacks? Obviously, I was right because he's got that kind of ability. I mean, he's that kind of football player. All right, so who's your offensive non-quarterback? Because non- I had a couple, and they both play the same position. And again, it has a relatability factor from how I played backyard football growing up. I, I hate the fact that he's a Viking because I would have said this last oh, we year. We were going off Minnesota. I know. Guys, I, I would have said this last year. Okay. If we had this topic of conversation, I'd have said TJ Hawkinson. Okay. But, but now fair. that now that he's on our team, I can't say that. Right. And so then it's my other favorite non-Viking wide receiver, and it's Ty in Miami. Tyreek Hill. Yep. Tyreek Hill is he is a cheat code. Like nobody. Is that why they call him the cheetah? Completely you, different. You can't put a guy on him. Right. Maybe it's getting closer to that now. But in his prime in Kansas City, there's nobody that could cover him one-on-one. Yeah, he is fascinating to watch. 
For me, I went to the tight end position just like you would have with TJ Hawkinson. If he not played for the Vikings, we're obviously happy that he does. But for me, it was relatability. So growing up as a kid playing football in the yard, I could catch anything. I could only run about four yard routes. So back then you were delegated. I was the world's smallest tight end. Now the tight end position has been revolutionized. You've got some serious athletes playing that position. I've kind of got a tie at the top because personality wise, and I started to think of which one of these guys am I going to put at the top? And then I looked at my closet and said, well, there's only one that you actually have apparel for. My number one is George Kittle. You have a jersey? I have a George Kittle, the short sleeve hoodie. Okay. So George Kittle's fun-loving personality and kind of clown show that he is while succeeding on the field and keeping everybody loose, all the mic'd up stuff. You know, they did a quarterback documentary. If they ever do a tight end one, they may have to rename it because it'll get watched by different categories of people. But if they ever do a tight end documentary, I want George Kittle to be one of the guys that you learn more about. And then just the best of the best of the position. Travis Kelsey is just fun. Yeah. No, I think both of those two are are spot on. Like, and if you put Hawkinson in, he's got the same sort of personality, right. just not performance at that level yet. Now, you probably have an advantage over me because I don't think, but I don't know this, your fantasy team doesn't weigh in on your favoritism, does it? No, not at because all. Because some of the guys that I got attached to, either I got attached because they were on my team or they're on my team because I got attached. Yeah, you know how I... I, I pick players that I don't want to cheer for. And so then if, if they're good, I can say, ah, oh, they're on my fantasy team. Well, and if they lose, I don't care. My other favorite thing is when we come in here on Saturday mornings and you're setting your lineup for Sunday. <laughs> Who do I have now? That's, that's my favorite. And, and Dave's done better than me in our league. You're in and you're out. And then I like kids. I like to try to figure out which rookie's going to blow up. So right. it's guys. I don't, it's guys on teams. I don't want to cheer for and rookies. You do great in a dynasty or keeper league. Cause you need to draft that kid before he plays a down and then keep him forever. Agreed. All right. Two down, two to go. NBA or NHL next because NHL for me was hard. I don't watch enough of it. Well, then let's go NBA next so we can get this taken care of. All right. Mine's not going to be fun because it is low-hanging fruit. Now, when we talked about this initially, we said, you know, can't be a Minnesota player. And I even said, can't have a Minnesota connection. So Tyus Jones can't be in this discussion. Can't have played high school basketball in Minnesota. Can't have played college basketball in Minnesota. Can't have played for the Wolves? Correct. Can't have played in Uh, Minnesota. All right, well, that takes so, my guy out. Let me rethink this. I'm wondering if this is connection enough because ask a Timberwolves fan about Steph Curry and they cringe. Why? Because he should have been a Minnesota Timberwolf at some point, yeah. right away, in fact. But for me, it just is Steph Curry because now he's starting to age too. You and I are the polar opposite when you love the new kid on the block in a sport, and I love the old man that's still plugging along. I'm sorry, but unless you look at the number next to his age category, you don't look at Steph Curry and think old man because he doesn't look it and he doesn't play that way. But it's like a game of horse for 48 minutes. Where is he going to pull up from and it's going to go in? Now, that isn't as deep of a cut as my other players have been, but I love watching Steph Curry play. Combine that with the Warriors brand of basketball, which is gorgeous. I'm in. Yeah, mine... So mine would have been Zach Levine. I, I of course it would have. Yeah, and and so that's but that took you had rules right. So I'm gonna that avoid be, the rules. Maybe you're doing next week's topic. Which former current player? That's a contradiction. Former Minnesota player that's currently with someone else is your favorite. But go ahead. <laughs> you remember when they traded him? I was like, okay, I understand getting Jimmy Butler. But could not you for trade that. any of the other guys? Well, you had been perfect on Twitter. Make some moves, not that move. Right. Exactly. Um. So I. Not him. It's the backcourt of the Oklahoma Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder. Give me Alexander or give me the Australian kid. Wow. Because they both play the way I, I, I love to watch basketball. It's intuitive. It's fast. It's it's not always above the rim, um, but it can be. I just, those two together, and wait till Chet's there. Right. I think Oklahoma City's going to be pretty good. All right. So after over a decade of friendship with you, and six years, roughly, worth of shows. I surprise you. I am 4,000% shocked that James Harden did not get a mention. Yeah, because... Because he's been your savior of the NBA for years. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, but I think this, I think the act that we've got going on right yeah. now, I get tired of that. In fact, you could say Embiid is also somebody who I like his style of play, but I'm just tired of the shtick, and neither of those two guys in Oklahoma have shown any of that, and the way they play together is really cool. Now, we might lose some followers in the hockey community as I say this, but for NHL, could you even really do it? Because mm-hmm. I follow it enough, but I follow it because I know who the studs are. Doesn't make them my favorite, 
I don't know that I'm passionate enough about the current state of hockey, not Minnesota, but the current status of the NHL to have a favorite that doesn't play here. But you do. Go ahead. See, I think hockey, often you're cheering for the jersey. I, I agree with that. Yeah. But that's kind of the bright spot of it. It's more of a team game to me. Yeah. But Austin Matthews for me in in Toronto is ridiculous. Mc, uh, McDavid, obviously, the thing about McDavid that people don't get, I mean, he is so fast at his size and has all these skills. I mean, imagine Jefferson's hands with Derek Hart or um, what's the running back from uh, Derek Henry. Henry. Derrick Henry size. I was say, at first you said, imagine Jefferson's hands with Derek Carr. And I'm like, okay, this no, is a weird athlete. No, no, no. But he's got the size, speed, shot, hands. He's got the whole package. But Austin Matthews has that, I don't know what to call it. He's got like the old man game. You know, if, if I didn't dislike the Chuck kid, um, he would be in the mix because they have kind of the same bruiser, yet I can score from any place on the on the ice. And, you know, the the Russian guy we have is pretty good. But, again, you took him out because of the rules. Well, yeah, Minnesota players, that's not exactly a fun topic. Yep. Minnesota favorites, that's usually our anniversary show topic because we like to keep it easy. Yep, the the, the uh, defenseman from Nashville is fun, too. So, for me, the difficulty that I had is, is what you just said in that you are usually cheering for or against the jersey. Mm-hmm. So, my favorite non-Minnesota player who I think is unbelievable kind of has gotten the eye roll for me over the years because of who he plays for. But I also have the fantasy angle on this because if you remember the one year you that the Northland Sports Page say, played fantasy hockey, which I hope I never say. do again, Joaquin Harris put Nathan McKinnon on a waiver wire oh. for me. And I grabbed him immediately because I wanted to do fairly well. Now, do I like watching Nathan McKinnon have success? No, because guess what that means? The Colorado Avalanche over the years have had success when he does. But He's probably my favorite in terms of that's a gifted player. Sure wish we had him. Forgetting the rules for a second there, I thought you were going to say Brett Burns. I no. was going to say, oh, my no. gosh. If yeah, I just wanted right. Topher Davis to get involved in today's discussion, I could have said that. But. Any any of this current Colorado Avalanche team, you could say. Like, Makara could be that guy. If you could block out the fact that you're supposed to not like them yeah. because of who he plays for. The other guy, um, Landis Gog, could be the guy. This is my favorite part about doing sports talk with Dave Cook. You know, they got that guy, and then the other guy, That's and then the kid it, from, and that guy. Right, <laughs> yeah. and then you say, oh, yeah, it's this guy, this right, guy, this right. guy, that it's guy. Common yeah. does program password. We do show long password. <laughs> <laughs> Without question. So it is fun, but again, the reason for this topic is because the trade deadline gets you thinking about players that don't play for your favorite team, and maybe you wish they did. Maybe they could. Maybe it's literally a pipe dream. Before we go to break and get to Dave Hoops, because it is 1030, do you have a realistic deadline acquisition in mind for the Twins? Yeah, I, I and of course, it's my two teams, and I said this in the car. I think if the Twins can trade not a top-end prospect, but a, an okay prospect, and they want a pitcher, I'd go after Jordan Hicks from St. Louis and put Nasty in left-handed and Nasty in right-handed and make our pitchers, if they go seven, it's dang near a complete game because we have somebody at the back end that's just closing the door. Right. So it's similar in philosophy, but I also like your caveat of my economics teacher, Sandy Jablonski, would be proud because the main point is at what cost? What are you parting with? Because you cringe when the Twins do that now, especially after how last year panned out. But I would do similar, but I would go with Josh Hader. We started this show talking about things that that kid had tweeted a long time ago. It'd be nice to come full circle and appreciate him as a closer instead. Or would he close? Would it be Hader? Would it be Duran? Or just everybody throwing 101 for the Twins out of the pen. 101 and not not uh, the Hooey guy that couldn't Jim hit, Hoey. That yeah, couldn't right? hit the broadside of Jim Hoey side of was Hooey. That's a great way to put it. Yep, all right. We'll have more on the trade deadline with Lavelle Neal the third at 11.05. Still to come here in the 10 o'clock hour, Dave Hoops right around the corner. And then, of course, Jay Hagan, special fatherly tribute today. Northland Sports Page, Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Stick around. We'll be right back. No, it's not quite Christmas in July, but today feels like it. Bumping in with little Andy Williams, it's the most wonderful time of the year because for beer drinkers in Duluth, I think it is. It's All Pints North Day today. Bayfront is the place to be. Hoops Brewing is the place to be both before and after. So without further ado, let's go right to Dave Hoops. Dave Hoops, in a beer world, I want to say Merry Christmas and good morning. Hey, good morning. And, you know, Really, really love that you played that. I, I do. I just watched uh, Love Actually the other night. I, I'm nice. Scene. Nice. Awesome. So again, so well done. Well in done. the beer world, this does feel like Christmas, doesn't it? I, I've been excited. If I'm being honest, I've been excited for a couple of weeks. But certainly, as it's drawn closer, excited to be there this afternoon. 
but first things first, it's a busy time for you guys too. People can be there uh, this morning to pick up some some pregame goodies, if you will. Yeah, um, the boys from Great Harvest have sandwiches down there, and we've got a little package where you get a a glass of liquid of your choice, a sandwich, and then a, a pretzel uh, necklace to bring to the grounds, and you know, that seems to be a, a really kind of a uh, in thing to do. Eat some pretzels, drink some beer, and then of course we're also giving away tickets to the Bon Iver Show, um, which we're giving away tonight. I think at an eight o'clock drawing um, at the brewery after people can sign up during the day and, and win those tickets. Absolutely, that concert will be another great reason to be down at Bayfront this year. But again, today the spotlight is on all kinds of different craft breweries in the area, in the region, in the Upper Midwest. To be honest, and of course, Hoops is my favorite in our area. What are you guys going to be showcasing today at your booth? Well, um, and when you're there, I would recommend that you make an attempt to try Minneapolis uh, Town Hall Brewery, uh, which you may not know, but my brother runs that brewery, and they make great beer. I'm just going to shamelessly plug that. So yeah, that's excellent. We are pouring. Yeah, sorry. We're pouring, um, uh, let's see, just really quickly, black lager, strawberry half, Mexi lager, pale ale, of course. Um, half of bison, pineapple chili ale, peach and pear, and champagne IPA for a, a nice round eight uh, beers. Excellent. So give everybody kind of the broad scope of the All Pints Festival because I got into this essentially thanks to you. When you started to become part of our show family, we became aware of this event and I've started to attend. But just how much are we talking here? How many vendors, how many people are expected? Because it gets busy, but with a space like Bayfront, it doesn't really feel cluttered to me anyway. You're 100% right. It's about 4,000 people. It is sold out. Um, good luck finding tickets now, although they are available online here and there if you look it up. But um, with the size of Bayfront, it, it really isn't all that cluttered. There's a little over 100 vendors, only Minnesota breweries, um, and then a bunch of food trucks and various uh, choices. Plus, there's a bunch of retail vendors, mainly local artisans who are selling um, everything from Duluth coffee. You know, a lot of people we know you can, you can purchase stuff on the site. And then every brewery has between four and 12 beers and um, you can vote for your favorite beer. Um, this was voted the most beautiful uh, beer festival in the Midwest, which narrowly edging the 30 years of the great taste of the Midwest in Madison, which is a pretty big deal. That's an amazing festival. And uh, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis trip voted it number one fest in the in the state, and um, it's a fundraiser for the guild to continue to work on laws and and helping the brewery industry and all that stuff. And I'm lucky enough to be one of the founders of the Minnesota Guild, which really ages me. But back then there were like seven of us. Now there's a couple hundred, so it's pretty cool. All right, Dave. I think uh, Brian's given me the okay to throw a couple questions out here. I can give you the okay to do that. I just realized that I had hijacked the entire segment talking to Dave Hoops about today's festival. I wondered if you wanted no. to participate. No, so no, no, if no. you'd like to so, uh, fire questions, so go I, ahead. I did, have, I did have a question, though, um, about this prior, prior to actually going through the question questions. Um, so Duluth, right now we are in our, our festival wheelhouse. And from a bigger picture, from the 30,000-foot picture, Dave, um, festivals and every single week you know i'm i'm sure there are people that can get tired because of the of the effort and energy that goes into them week after week after week but how from your point of view what's the economic impact of all these festivals back to back whether it's a huge concert or festivals like this one and the one we had last weekend um tell us about not just oh my gosh another festival but why they're so good and why they're so fun uh, well, the economic impact is, is measurable at around 500% increase in, in sales and business. Um, the, uh, there is no real fatigue. Well, you know, we have long winters and we've had a long four years, honestly. Yeah. These are pre-COVID type um, days and numbers of business now, 2019 summer. Yeah. Um, everybody working is... Uh, Loving it. Uh, nobody's giving up shifts and things like that. I can tell you that people are are hungry to see people, to serve, to feel, you know, excitement and, and some, well, I can say normalcy, very much so. And uh, and the, the deck's done a beautiful job. And um, all these festivals help us dr dramatically. 
when the weather cooperates, it's, it's a 100% win. And today, I think I can say that that's most likely going to happen. Uh, knock on wood, obviously. I think, Brian, what Dave said that's really cool is how um, there's a lack of fatigue because people are still yearning to be with other people. Absolutely. And, and that's what I was kind of hoping he'd say because I think that's important. I think it is, too. Speaking of important, you are the sports brewer of our area. I'm going to feel like we did this segment a disservice if we don't talk a little bit of sports. You might present a different angle than Dave and I do in our opening topic because we talked about favorite non-Minnesota players. Now, you grew up sometime outside of here. You love the Sharks. So finding non-Minnesota favorites aren't tough for you. But tell me who your favorite current non-Minnesota player is in each sport. Oh boy, that's a that's a. I've been watching the World Cup constantly. I never sleep. So let me let me get back to where we're at there. Okay, well, um, of course, my favorite skater is Mr. Burns, Brent yep. Burns, and you guys already touched on that him. That was the other reason I didn't bring um, him up, Dave. I left him for the other Dave. <laughs> yeah, favorite football player, easy. You finally got you got paid. Well, finally, I, just a hometown boy from Eugene, Mr. Herbert, uh, the quarterback for the Chargers. Um, baseball player, um, boy, you know, right now, um, I don't really have like somebody I'm really following. I really like that, that young kid from Seattle who torched us the other night. I was at that game. The kid, uh, uh, what Julio Rodriguez, yeah. he's a junior. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I'm following him greatly. And my daughter is in very dream. Ah, there we go. Wonder how he feels about France this time of year. If he wants to uh, get to know Daisy Hoops a bit better. Yeah, we'll be on a plane tomorrow, so I'll talk to you boys from there next weekend. That'll be cool. That will be excellent. Um, And basketball, um, I really like Steph a lot, um, and um, I, I root hard for him. And I'm becoming kind of a Jokic fan, if I pronounce that right, just because he's such a big farmer who just is it's it's really fun to watch him speaking of a little segue the next season two of the uh, the lakers show on max is Winning. starting next yeah. week or yeah yeah you should you should watch it everybody that's listening to this that has that ability it's really good 100 percent, i concur i very much enjoyed the opening season looking forward to the second one the crazy part about your answers with your favorites, Dave Hoops, is if you and I ever had to play the newlywed game or some version of it, I would have done rather well at what your answers would have been. I, I did fairly well with that question, knowing you the way I do. But speaking of questions and doing well, nobody does it better than Dave Cook. I'll give him the floor for today's segment. All right, so i got to be honest with you, Dave. This one has as much to do with uh, a conversation and a trip for today with Brian as anything else. So Brian had to make a, a, a purchase that may have, may have been small but very important when he had to reshod his, uh, his uh, canes today. So one of the questions that I had, I wonder, Dave, what's a small or minor purchase that really gets you excited when you make it? Like it doesn't have to be anything huge. Like I get excited with a new car. That's not the point. What's something small that gets you going? Um, well, uh, what happened, <laughs> I, 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 this is terrible to say, but the $22 I spent for a compression bandage, which some Jaro, to drop a name, told me I needed because my leg hurt so bad. And I was really excited to make the purchase because it worked. And I didn't even realize that I would be that excitement, excited. So now I have three of them. So that's a, that's a quick and easy one. Yeah, I think it is stuff like that. For me, it's aside from what we did today, because just to clarify what what Dave was mentioning, so the bottom of my canes have rubber stoppers, and they tend to wear down and eventually get torn right through, which takes the stopping part out of the equation, and suddenly I'm on the verge of playing slip and slide with every step. So we stopped at an Ace Hardware today. I want to give them a shout-out because customer service was top-notch. What was the kid's name again? His name was Jack. But he did a lot more than Jack for me. You, normally, bad customer service means they didn't do Jack. Well, Jack did me perfectly because I spent $9.79 today, and I feel like a brand-new person because I know I'm going to be able to get around all pints without issue today. It is similar to the feeling of new shoes. Suddenly, when you put new cane bottoms on that aren't worn down completely, I may have inadvertently got a couple inches taller today. You know, mine is really silly. Um, <laughs> when we go to uh, the cities, we... If, we, if I can get the time to, we swing over to Ikea because their lingonberry jelly is ridiculous. Nice. And that is simply a quick stop. All right. So we're going to talk about this later, Brian, but I wanted to get Dave's take on this. 
So PJ Fleck over the last week uh, had to defend his program against some really weird um, claims. I wonder, guys, is there a time that you've had to defend something that matters to you uh, when you felt what you were defending was just ridiculous? Um, yeah, that's kind of a hard one, and I don't want to get too deeply into it, but it happened a lot with, in youth hockey. Sure, yeah. And I think that's that you guys already know what's yep. going But uh, I was, you know, I guess one of the things that I would say is I was oftentimes making defending coaches and, and people that are trying to help our children, um, which is how I grew up, um, from people that are uh, roadblocking that. And it seems ridiculous to me that that has to happen. And it, this is a, we could do an hour long show on this, but I'll just Ooh. leave it at that. How about that? Absolutely, we could. And speaking of hour-long show topics that we've done, I'm going to go a direction that I think Dave Hoops and I could have gone together because Dave Hoops has said this, that Brian and I spend too much time having to defend the likes of Kirk Cousins. So I'm just going to go there because Kirk is not all-world, and there are apologists that view him this way, and I'm not necessarily that guy. But how you could watch last year's team defensively not be able to stop the three of us and eight friends on offense and say – Damn it, Kirk, he's got to be better. I don't know how you can honestly look at that and, and think that's the mantra you got to stick to. That's laziness and finding a narrative that's been out there for too many years. So how many Saturdays, the three of us, but for sure Hoops and myself, did we spend going, if it's his fault for everything, you're not watching? Yeah, right, 100%. My, mine is always interesting because I always seem to be proven wrong in the end. So. Um, one of the guys that I, I had to defend, and he was a kid, and, and I was ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous how how people went after J.R. Ryder, even though at the end it turned out they were right. So hopefully that's not how it works with PJ Flex. Um, I have one last question. Um, as a music guy, we all are. I believe everybody. It would be perfect world if everybody had like a playlist that followed them around, like in a movie. So if you guys had a playlist, what song would you play as you walked into a room? Maybe like a, a meeting room or something. Uh, well, I have a lot of playlists that I carry around, and so and they, they have themes and everything else. But um, the one I've been listening to a lot lately, um, and I'm not sure exactly why, but I would maybe have the theme, it would be Elvis Suspicious Minds as I walk <laughs> into the room. Oh, I love that's that. That's where great. my mind is at, I guess. Yeah, that's me right now. That is excellent because my choice you're actually going to hear later today on this show because when we were selecting music, Dave wanted it. And I just kind of smiled and said, I love this song because I used it as walk-up music in slow-pitch softball. Yes, we had those. Judge me accordingly. But I was a guy that took a lot of walks, and I'm a guy that's probably most noted for the way he walks. I turn heads for the wrong reasons when I enter a room. So just to answer the question without having to say a word, I would have Aerosmith run DMC, walk this way every time I walk into a room. So I just, I have a volunteer quick one for you guys because this is what came to mind. So Brian, when he walks into a room, it would be the beginning strains of The Greatest Show. Nice. Um, that's I how didn't know would, I was that important. That's how it work with, well. See, Man, this, I'm arrogant, that but might thank be you. A thing. Uh, I think when Dave Hoops walked in, it would be uh, The Grateful Dead singing Touch of Grey because it's just mature and, it, and it's <laughs> the vibe, right? Now with Jay... Uh, with with Jay May, so I'd need to know how what he's like in a golfer because originally my thought was Peter Gabriel singing Big Time. Okay, right, but it if he's a if he's a driver instead of Big Time, it'd be Sledgehammer because you know he's got this big personality and this big size, and when he walked through the door, if he's a driver on this golf game, it really has to be Sledgehammer, right? Absolutely, it does. So a big party in store at Bayfront today for beer drinkers. It's one of the best Saturdays of the year. All pints north, but Dave Hoops, Hoops Brewing is a good spot to be before and after. Fill us in before we let you go today. Yeah, uh, we're open now, and we'll be open until midnight tonight. Uh, after party is happening there um, during the day. Uh, drink a lot of water, eat, and then walk on over to Hoops and hang out, and we'll be uh, in full festivity over there. we got a bunch of beers on tap, and we're just released 16-ounce cans to go, which are a great size. We call them a little bit mole, a little bit mole. So Sounds all go. excellent. Sounds like an excellent day. Live from Paris next week. We'll talk to you then, buddy. I'll probably see you later today for sure. I sure hope so. All right. Thanks, guys.
Absolutely. That is our guy, Dave Hoops, one of our illustrious sponsors. Speaking of illustrious sponsors and hoops, don't forget, 10% off all hoops products at Mount Royal Bottle Shop each and every Saturday, courtesy of the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, we'll be right back. A little more Dave Cook. Dave Cook Sr. gets honored next. Stick around. We'll be right back. A little taste of honey. Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, who I knew very little about until I got to know <laughs> Dave Cook. Both of them. Dave Cook as in my co-host and Dave Cook as in Dave's father, who is going to be a hot topic today. Dave, I know you're looking forward to this, but are you going to be okay through this? Because this is going to be triggering some emotions, I'm sure. I took an anxiety pill this morning. We should be fine. All right, there you go. We'll let him warm up a little bit to the idea by first giving a shout-out to our great sponsors. Absolutely. Let's start out with the OG, Arola Architecture Studio. Been with us since the beginning. You know, this is going to be an important show for me. And, and Ryan, thank you for even letting us get here. Uh, Hoops Brewing, we just talked to Dave a second ago. Uh, OAR Holdings, Justin May at Messina and Associate. You know, if, if he's a big golfer, Brian, I am going to start calling him. Well, he's Justin golfing and he's a big boy. Sledgehammer May. There you go. Uh, Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier carrier up here in northeastern Minnesota. They are your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group. Their locations include London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater downtown, and Tavern on the Hill. Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai. Thank you to all of them. And, of course, Comfort Systems, our friends at Comfort Systems, invite you to sign up for a service appointment online. Simply mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page, and you'll receive $20 off that service appointment. Simply visit ComfortSystemsDuluth.com to take care of that. And I mentioned it just before the break. We had Dave Hoops on from Hoops Brewing, and our friends at Mount Royal invite you to enjoy 10% off all Hoops products each and every Saturday, courtesy of the Northland Sports page. And to close out July, I love this play on words, July PA at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. 10% 10% off 16-ounce four-packs of IPAs now through July 31st. And then again, Blackwater offering 20% off to all healthcare professionals each and every Wednesday. So lots of good stuff going on courtesy of our sponsors. Good stuff going on again with Five Guys in July Part 5. We welcome in Jay Hagan from the Veterans Memorial Hall, St. Louis County Historical Society. Good morning once again. Good morning to everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Round 5, this is your grand finale and it's a big one, very important to this show. Now, I know we jokingly say that we covered a relative of mine last year, but it wasn't that Peter Graves. I hope the Peter Graves that I know best is listening. He better be listening. As that's a relative that I would love to cover someday. I've heard he's a better athlete than I ever gave him credit for. But meanwhile, the athlete in Dave's family is not just the one sitting next to you, but his father as well. He's going to be our honoree today. That's right, yes. Uh, a little bit of research here. and found out that uh, David... David Edward Cook, correct? Yeah, senior, senior was uh, quite the uh, quite the athlete from Silver Bay. Yeah, he um, he. Uh, so they it's a little backstory, I guess. I'm trying not to do this. Um, he and his family, his mom in particular, were in Foley at the farm, um, and my grandfather was a traveling construction guy. He went where the work was, and so they stayed there uh, until. He got going on Highway 61. He was a he was a heavy equipment operator. You know, hat tip to the 49s. He was part of that group. Uh, got to Silver Bay and said, "Hey, this looks like a pretty good place to live. This is home." And so Silver Bay for my dad was the first time he ever had a family like his right. family. Silver so, Bay yeah. became his legendary stomping grounds. In fact, Jay Hagen, I think a friend of ours. Mr. Rusty Fitzgerald, perhaps the real reason he left Silver Bay to come play hockey at Duluth East, <laughs> as he just couldn't handle being second fiddle to Dave Cook. Well, uh-huh. yeah, because what, the captain of the basketball team? Captain, captain basketball of the team, football team? The football and team. captain of the hockey team, right? No, my dad never <laughs> once played hockey. But he did uh, become a hockey coach. Yeah, that's a story that, in and of itself. But he also was on the, on the baseball team. Baseball was his favorite sport. But as he said, you know, I'd have played baseball forever, but I couldn't hit Iron Mike, the big curveball throwing automatic pitching machine from the <laughs> 60s. And so even the the head coach at St. Cloud State said, you know, you make a heck of a football player for a baseball player, so go play football. <laughs> nice. So, Jay, I know you got a lot of this research from Dave and his family, but talk a little bit more about what the Veterans Memorial Hall does for the research yeah. they've done throughout July? Because there's a process for you. There, There is a process, yeah. Well, uh, our mission is to collect, preserve, and disseminate the history of veterans from northeastern Minnesota. And uh, uh, even though we're part of the program of the St. Louis County Historical Society, we do go outside of those boundaries. So northeastern Minnesota is whatever we describe it to be. So, right. And Silver Bay certainly fits that mold. So, 
But our, our mission is, is uh, done by doing uh, programs, projects, publications, events, exhibits, and education. And uh, uh, we're uh, right now we're doing uh, uh, several big projects, and one of them is uh, uh, informa- a veterans information database. So we've got 35,000 veterans in this area, and we've got about 28,000 of them documented. And right. we have only 8,000 of those actually have stories. So we're putting Dave's father's story in there today. And... Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to look at it last night, but we got the roughly rounded out and, uh, it's focused obviously on their military and, you know, military data, but, but we do describe some of the family, you know, right. background. So. Well, and this situation's a little bit different because the previous four that we've honored this July, we kind of knew some of their legendary athletic accomplishments, if you will, with Dave Cook. We're finding out about that, but of course we want to find out about the military stuff too. Yeah, That's really, right. yep. So. You know, it's, it's interesting because... Of all the things dad did, one of the things he was most proud of was his military service. And to the day he died, he never lost track of the average guy who had to join the army because it was the way to get the education. As he used to say, it was the easiest way to get three squares and a roof. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a way to people that people made something of themselves. So whenever he saw somebody, anybody who was a veteran, he'd always stop and, and say something because he got breaks because of the military. Uh, he wanted to make sure that everybody else who was in the military got him as well. In fact, there were times that he wouldn't go to the VA specifically so somebody that, quote-unquote, really needed the VA had wow. a spot. Oh, wow. That doesn't That's- shock me at all that your dad's always doing the selfless piece. Yep. Speaking of selfless, how big is this for you? Because we talk about families telling stories of veterans. You're getting that with Dave Cook right to your right today. Absolutely. We... Um, like I said, our, our, one of our things we're doing is projects that are getting oral histories where we actually sit down and have a, a trained interviewer sit down and with a veteran or veteran's family. So in this situation, we unfortunately lost a chance to do that with your dad, right? Uh, he passed yeah. last December, December right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but we still can do it. Uh, we did it for my uncle. Uh, he was killed in World War II, um, and Eight of us sat around uh, with a trained interviewer, and we we uh, we told as much of the story as we could of a right. of of a man that none of us had ever met. You know, so so that's one of our things that we don't do down there. Mm-hmm. So we we can still that stu- still do that for your family. So absolutely. So talk to us, either one of you, because I know you're getting the information and you're providing the information. As I talked to Jay and Dave respectively here about Dave Cook Senior. Ironically, Dave Cook never let me call him Junior. It was Dave Cook the second? Yeah. But talk about the military timeline for your dad, because we've touched on some of the athletics. We know he's in the military. That's why this segment is about him today. But talk about what you knew about his military service. Well, a lot of the Vietnam era guys are going to know this story, right? Because it's very similar for a lot of people. Dad was a four-year player. Um, actually, he was there for five years, but one year he had concussion. Think about that. He had to sit out a year for a concussion oh, man. in the early 60s when it was, hey, you got dinged. So he had a pretty pretty rough concussion. And... um he, uh, when he graduated, they didn't want to hire people that had that had the high uh, draft grade, right? Because they're just going to lose them anyway. Mm-hmm. So dad made the decision instead of letting the military make the call, he made the call and enlisted and went to his, um, because the college football guy uh, who was just a recent graduate with, with all that, he was like, he was 1A with a bullet, right? Yep. And um, uh, so he went to uh, Fort, uh, lost in the woods, as he would call it, uh, in Kansas City or Kansas anyway, and got, yeah, that's where he went through basic. But he got, he went into the Army to be an accountant. And he said the only thing he carried with him every single day was the proof that he was in the accountant program mm-hmm. because he said it would happen on a regular basis that somebody would say, okay, so you're going into the infantry. And he would have that sheet of paper that he still, we still have that says, no. I'm going to accounting right, school. Right, right. Right here. <laughs> a little different paper. animal, right? <laughs> yeah. Just to be sure. And so, yeah, he went, uh, he served in Korea during the Vietnam War at, in uh, in an office uh, during the Pueblo, which was something that really, you know, impacted his life because of how close it was. Um, and then came back to the States to uh, Fort Drum, New York, and served on the burial teams. And wow. so he did something that he felt very strongly about, right. which was... I mean, he, the guys who served, he always would say this, the guys who served were, you know, the people that fought, right? He said, I'm a veteran, but the guys that served did this. 
And it was his way to give back was to make sure that the funerals were right. And in North in, in Northern New York, it's you know, winter is no joke. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they would, gee, what's that like? Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but think about it. The kid right. from silver Bay yeah. was involved in that because although the drivers were often not from North, from the North, he was able to, uh, suggest some things to make sure they got places alive. So the interesting part athletically about your dad, because we're a little bit pressed for time here is the limited amount that I got to know him over the show and over the years with you. He loved to engage in debate about sports, but he was probably the least controversial guy conversationally that I'd ever come across. But at the same time, he gave us the ammunition for maybe the most controversial thing we touch on, on this show. When we come from an area where hockey guys love hockey and basketball guys love basketball. We already said it. Your dad played basketball and coached hockey without playing it. I was a firm believer in you take a couple things out and they're the same game. And you and I have sworn by that for years. Yep. Well, and think about, you know, guys like CJ and Diami and, and how they might process this. So they're coaches, right? Dad was a coach. That's what he, he liked to do. And we got to Little Falls and coaching was scrimmaging. Like they'd throw a fire hose on the ground, split the team in half and scrimmage. And that was all... And that drove my dad insane. And so he decided that while I couldn't skate, I could see what was going on there. And so he took over the head coaching job of little kids, uh, which I was when we went there. Right. And we had, I mean, we had so many basketball plays vernacular in what we did. Mm. So like we would, our power play was a three, two zone. I was going to say, they, zone. they were the only <laughs> hockey team yep. to run a one, three, one. one, three yeah. one. And you'd hear my dad yell out, bring it to the hole, <laughs> which, which, you know, other people maybe didn't understand, but that meant get to Go the pipe to the with net. the puck. Yep. I was going to say, I wish back in the day they had more intermission interviews because I could hear your dad going, you know, we got to drive the lane better. And people would gone, what? And, and <laughs> you know, today, three point. Uh, three-point shots are, are important. My dad would say, get the puck to the front of the right. net because no team wins without rebounds. Any team that starts shooting jump shots going to lose. Well, and ironically, that message is still correct, which is why we continue to stand by the mantra of yep. basketball and hockey are more alike than either one of those camps want to yep. agree to. Absolutely. And Jay, for you, I know this is completely different, but you said it at the outset today. This is more or less an interview with Dave versus an interview with you. Right. But people have loved throughout July stories like these. And if they want to know more or contribute more through you guys at the Veterans Memorial Hall, how can they do that? Oh, well, we, we will always take anybody who wants to volunteer. We, we've, uh, we're pretty uh, small staff, but we have a lot of research to do. Like I said, we got about 8,000 veterans stories that are, that are actually documented, but I, I, I need 20,000 more stories to be documented. And it, it's quite enjoyable work if you want to go out there and do a little bit of research. You go on a Fold 3 and go on Ancestry.com and do a little bit of research right. like we do, we're just doing with Dave's, Dave's dad. And it, it's just amazing what you find out there. I mean, the, even a picture of a headstone can really tell, you know, basically paragraphs of, of their history. And uh, um, I think it's very rewarding work. I think other people yep. might find it very, very interesting to do. And uh, we will take volunteers to do just about anything, oral histories, uh, do interviewing of them, do uh, composite stories, just do the research, or you could do like painting like I'm Absolutely. doing today. <laughs> so. Well, you found five riveting characters for July this particular year. I'm going to do this off the cuff. I think I can get it. Week one was Bud Grant. Week two was Patty Berg. Week three was Carl Polad. Week four was Henry Boucher. And week five is Dave Cook. This one closest to our hearts, certainly. But you also have a website that people can go to and, and if they want to. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, vets-hall.org. And, uh, or you can go to the St. Louis County Historical Society's website, which is www.thehistorypeople.org one word, no, no punctuation.org. So you can get all the information about volunteering or, or, and get all the information on the website about a particular person. And if you go out there and you have a veteran in your family and their story's not out there, please reach out to me. Um, I'm, it's uh, Jay at the history people.org and you can, and we'll start the process to get a story going. You know, the, that loud audible eye roll you just heard a minute ago, that was dad saying, so wait a minute, I'm on the same breath with Bud Grant, Carl Polad. Yes. That's like one of those memes. Which dinner table are you sitting Patty at? And Your Henry. dad's pretty thrilled to be there. Yeah, he's, he's uh, shaking his head. He's like, you know, these, the, he'd probably be the first person to say the Carl Polad one, cool. The Dave Cook one, 
I'm not that big of a deal. That's bad. <laughs> he would have said that. So we but, but, but didn't he make a joke about that last year? Yes. Didn't he say something about why are, why are we covering the big uh, studs from uh, from Silver Bay? Yes, right. Yeah. From Silver Bay. <laughs> and, and now we have. And I'm, just as I said to Jay, if they want more stories like this, where can they find them? And Jay told us, Dave, we're in an interesting time frame here because if people want more stories about your dad, Monday is where you can find that. Yeah, we're having we're having Dad's celebration of life on Monday, and we're hoping that there's a, a lot of stories and stuff going back and forth. And, you know, Silver Bay was very important to him. St. Cloud was very important to him. There's a this, reason there's a Silver Bay yes. hat in the studio. Yeah, it's to keep uh, keep reminding us that that's where all this started. But he was the biggest fan of this show. Yeah. And so he, um, yeah, he was, even, even on his deathbed, Brian, it was one of the last things he did yeah. was listen to our show. I remember that. Jay Hagan, thank you for honoring Dave Cook with Week 5. Thank you for five fun weeks. You heard me talking about all pints, the segment before this. I know you and I are going to spend the day together. We'll raise a glass to five good weeks in July. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.